Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Again, my name is Michael Stradiff, and I'm the executive director of the UVA Licensing and Ventures Group. Very happy to be here speaking with you. I'm going to jump right in and give you kind of a high-level overview of all things innovation at UVA, ranging from research commercialization to student entrepreneurship and innovation. Please recognize, however, that in a 20-minute talk, I'm only scratching the surface of all of the amazing things happening here on these topics. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a history lesson. The founders of the country established in the Constitution the objective of intellectual property in the United States is to promote the progress of science and the useful arts. Thomas Jefferson endorsed these ideas. Where a new invention is supported by well-known principles and promises to be useful, it ought to be tried, he said in 1810. Not really much important for my story happened between 1810 and 1981, so I'm just going to jump right to the Bayh-Dole Act. And this was when the federal government realized that the huge investment of federal R&D didn't yield commercialization of the very intellectual property that they had funded, and therefore there was actually a very little benefit to the taxpayers of that research. So they said, let's turn these intellectual property assets over to the universities that create the ideas and charge them with commercialization of those ideas. And so technology transfer offices like the UVA Licensing and Ventures Group start popping up all over the country. UVA also, in its strategic plan, endorsed these ideas and reinforced its commitment to innovation and commercialization when they said in Pillar 2, we're going to strengthen the university's capacity to advance knowledge, serve the Commonwealth of Virginia, the nation, and the world through innovation. Okay? So again, UVA really increased its commitment to innovation with the inception of the Cornerstone Plan. And so LVG's mission statement, one of UVA's affiliated foundations, UVA-LVG, is to maximize the impact of UVA's innovation assets via commercialization. We're charged with providing very high levels of customer service to faculty, staff, and students at UVA, deliver business development, launch and fund new ventures, and ultimately drive quality transactions with industrial partners. So our approach is really to take ideas, early stage ideas from the left, from the early stage bucket and move them all the way to, toward commercialization, clinical impact, societal impact. And we do that through a handful of people, programs, and resources that we'll talk about. But first and foremost, it's engaging with faculty, staff, and students to learn about their research, understand what they're doing, and help them, when appropriate, protect those ideas such that we can invest additional dollars through translational research funds or otherwise to make those early stage assets slightly more attractive to commercial partners. And we do this reasonably well. UVA is a $469 million research institution. So that means last year UVA spent $469 million performing research. As a result of that activity, the UVA LVG received 207 distinct reports of invention from faculty, staff, and students. We filed 276 patent applications. That's a bigger number than disclosures because we file in jurisdictions outside of the United States as well. 82 patents were issued, 82 commercial transactions, and we launched seven new ventures. I could just say trust me that these are really good numbers, but when you normalize these numbers for our research expenditure base at UVA and compare it with our peer institutions, we are top three in terms of invention disclosures behind only Stanford and Harvard. And in terms of deals per research expenditure, we're number one in that same peer class. So there is an extraordinarily high innovative capacity at UVA, 
and we're effectively transacting business on that portfolio. So what does this mean? What does UVA LVG do? We have a staff of about 20 people who ex are experts in prior art searching, patent preparation and prosecution, compliance, business development, licensing. Our entire licensing team was just at the Bio International Convention in Boston. And in, over the course of four days, our five licensing professionals had, had 100 meetings with pharmaceutical biotech companies that are targeted to portfolio assets that we're shopping at this conference. So we're very, very active in business development and ultimately licensing and contracting. We also support UVA's translational research infrastructure. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Research development, experimental design to enable patent protection for inventions, and then ultimately outreach and training of our faculty, staff, and students. So there are a huge number of people, programs, and resources at UVA that we leverage to help us deliver these outcomes. And I'm going to talk about three here on the left. The Wallace H. Coulter Translational Research Partnership in the Department of Biomedical Engineering as a program is a $20 million endowed program that supports $1 million in translational research each year from the Department of Biomedical Engineering. And so the idea is that the federal government funds a huge amount of basic research, but frequently those basic ideas are too early for commercial transactions. And so we invest our own dollars under the oversight of alumni, friends, and family who work on our oversight committee who are embedded in venture capital or in uh, technology development for major medical device companies. And they help us pick projects to invest in, set goals for those projects, and manage those projects through to the point that hopefully we can drive a transaction with a business who can take it the rest of the way to the consumers. Based on the success of that program, UVA successfully launched two additional philanthropically financed programs to help us commercialize technologies in certain domain spaces. So Launchpad is our program focused on translating technologies for type 1 diabetes. And the Ivy Foundation is our biomedical innovation fund where we invest, again, dollars to support translation of all sorts of biomedical technologies. This is our space here at uh, the Licensing Adventures Group. We are located at 722 Preston Avenue in the Coca-Cola building. And we have about 10,000 square feet of office space. Our offices are actually in what was the garage for the Coca-Cola building. And our incubator is the space in between the original Art Deco 1939 Coca-Cola building and the garage. But it's really cool because we have, again, about 5,000 square feet of space that if you walk into at any given point, is full of faculty members interacting with entrepreneurs, interacting with venture capitalists, with students engaged in the process. At any given point, we have 10 to 15 interns working in our office from the UVA population. So it's an exciting place to be. I'd encourage you to stop by. There happens to be a beer garden in the Coca-Cola building in the front, which is actually pretty convenient. Um, everybody wants to have a meeting with me at about 4.30 um, for some reason. So we, we, uh, we're, we're really, um, really happy with the space, bridging the space between the university and the downtown business community. We also launched in 2015 our own University of Virginia Licensing and Ventures Group seed fund. This is Bob Creed, and Bob runs our seed fund. This is in your alumni magazine, so I hope you've all read this article already. But in essence, UVA in 2015 launched a $10 million fund to invest in our own portfolio companies. Even our companies at the time of launch are very early stage companies, and we need a different type of resources to invest in those companies. So we launched our own fund. Again, Bob 
with the support of the Alumni Friends and Family Network of UVA, makes investment decisions in portfolio companies. We've invested in five companies to date. We generally invest between $350,000 and $700,000 in those companies um, and take equity and ride alongside with equity investors, hopefully driving what we hope for this fund will be evergreening of those returns. So the idea is that we run this fund for 10 years, and in year 11, the returns of the fund are sufficient to drive that fund, making those investments in perpetuity. Everything looks good three years into an early stage fund. Uh, all five of our companies remain going concerns, so check back with me in the, in the near future and I'll tell you how those, how those companies are going. So now I want to tell you about innovation at UVA and what the complexion of innovation at UVA is. This is actually one of the most read articles from the UVA today. Um, over the course of the last several years. This gentleman is Yoni Kipnis. Yoni Kipnis discovered in 2015 that the brain has a lymphatic system. The brain was long understood to be an immune-privileged environment until he discovered that there was anatomy in 2015 that we didn't yet understand. And so the, all the press around this discovery, which was a nature publication, was around having to rewrite all of the textbooks from which people learn about anatomy. We have now invested in technologies and intellectual property that are targets to treat a wide number of human uh, disease conditions on the basis of this finding, Alzheimer's, traumatic brain injury, multiple sclerosis, et cetera. Psychic. Psychic is a portfolio company launched by Ben Calhoun in electrical engineering. Ben Calhoun's a rock star. And this is a company that's trying to capitalize on the Internet of Things. We all have devices and sensors all over our bodies right now, in our pockets, in our briefcases, etc. They're preparing for the Internet of Things when that paint has sensors in it that changes the hue of the paint in response to the lighting in the room. And so the idea there is that if each one of those sensors has a battery, we're going to spend our whole lives just changing batteries. And so we have to find a way to scavenge energy from the environment and create low-power circuitry to drive that communication. Increasingly now, they are emphasizing on the data problem that results from this, which is if you collect all of this sensor data, how are we going to process it and deliver actionable work? This company was funded by one of the largest venture capital funds in the country, a, company, a firm called New Enterprise Associates. And the other interesting thing is that there is a company in Charlottesville, Virginia, focused on low-power internet of things, technologies that employs 10 to 20 PhD-trained electrical engineers op operating two or three blocks off the downtown mall. So great economic development story there as well. Tier Solutions. This is based on uh, technology developed by this gentleman, Gordon Laurie. Um, Tier Solutions is a peptide to treat dry eye. And so this company's in phase one, two clinical studies right now. The data, we hope, looks pretty good. Um, and is, is out and about and hopefully launching their phase three before too long. This is Jim Smith of, of environmental engineering, and these are Mati Drops. This is a ceramic tablet impregnated with silver microparticles that decontaminates water in, in buckets. And so we've launched a company called Silivir Technologies to commercialize this technology, and this is, this is actually this technology being deployed in South Africa. If you have children that are in the Virginia public schools, it's highly likely that your kids learn to read using technology developed at the University of Virginia. This is Marcia Invernizzi, and she developed a, a um, portfolio of educational curriculum and content called PALS. It's now deployed in 48 states around the, uh, around the United States and certainly implemented in all the classrooms in the Commonwealth of Virginia. 
This is Randall Mormon. Randall Mormon realized that um, when you have, when you're in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, these are the most vulnerable newborn babies, um, there's data on a, on a monitor. It's a heart rate monitor, respiratory rate monitor, et cetera. And that data is used to make decisions in real time when the data is live on the monitor. And Randall said, it seems like we should keep that data over a long period of time and then assess whether or not we can predict anything that may happen as a result of variability in that data. And it turns out that you can reduce mortality by monitoring heart rate characteristics in very low birth weight neonates. He ran the largest, at that time, the largest randomized trial, and again found that if you monitor heart rate, you can predict sepsis in neonates and therefore deliver interventions earlier and save little tiny babies. So that's, that's a good story. This is Boris, and that's Boris's excited face. Um, <laughs> Boris is a mathematician. Um, who is legitimately probably the world's leader in algorithms for monitoring blood glucose and using that information to inform insulin delivery. This is the university's artificial pancreas program. We launched a company called Type Zero Technologies around large portions of this portfolio. But another good story is that's a Sanofi MyStar Extra blood glucose meter. Every single one of those that's sold includes an algorithm developed by Boris Kovachev at the University of Virginia. And so I've talked a lot about the research portfolio because that's what I primarily work with. But I don't want to miss or, or underestimate the influence of the students on innovation and entrepreneurship at UVA. In many cases, students drive and catalyze lots of the innovation activity at the university. And just one example is all of the ACC schools compete each year in a program called the ACC Inventure Prize. And in 2016, our team competed and finished in second place. In 2017, we were in first place, and in 2018, we were in first place. And these are companies called Ag Contraline, Agrospheres, and InMedBio. Each of these two companies, Contraline and Agrospheres, have now raised money from private funds and are working in, Virginia, in Charlottesville to commercialize these technologies. There is also an undergraduate student undergraduate entrepreneurship minor at the university. This is amazing. Any student in any discipline can get a minor in entrepreneurship at UVA. There are fellowships and internships at UVA LVG. We involve students in our processes. There are student competitions galore at UVA where students compete for cash prizes around entrepreneurial undertakings. The Gallant Challenge, the Pike Technology Showcase, and then the university-wide Entrepreneurship Cup. I think there are 20 student organizations focused on entrepreneurship and innovation at the university from the undergraduate population through the graduate students. We also have a nonprofit corporation set up just on Ellywood that also works on training students to take jobs in the early stage, high-risk innovation and entrepreneurship economy. So where does the money go? If we make money doing all of these things, where does it go? From those gross proceeds, we did direct deduct direct expenses that have not already been covered by the, the licensees themselves, and 35% of that income goes to the inventors as personal income. 35% okay? is maintained by the Office of the Vice President for Research at UVA, and then 10% goes to the lab, department, and school that created the innovation itself. So there's a tremendous reinvestment back in the very infrastructure that catalyzed the invention itself. And so what do people do with that money? 
I guess a lot of times they buy cars. Um, so if you're ever driving through Charlottesville and you see a license plate that you really just don't understand, vanity plate that you really just don't understand, it could be that it's related to technology commercialization. MP-RAGE is an MRI pulse sequence that Jim Brookman and John Mugler created. And I, get, I, I, I can assure you that he made a conservative choice with his Cooper up there. Um, that's George Gillies. George Gillies um, likely is, is one of the pioneers of stereotactic surgery. Um, UVAPF is the UVA Patent Foundation one that drove some of those revenues at least sufficient to buy a, a Corvette. ATL 146E, this is David Glover's BMW, that's an anti-inflammatory compound. Okay? So again, if you're driving through Charlottesville, you see a vanity plate that you may not understand, it could be that it's related to innovation and entrepreneurship at UVA. More seriously, this is Bob Byrne. Bob invented the use of that compound, adenosine, for the treatment of arrhythmias. This technology was created at UVA. It's been our biggest uh, commercial hit since um, it was conceived of in 1987. When he passed away, money was reinvested in the university to create the Robert M. Byrne Cardiovascular Research Center, which is one of UVA's most preeminent research uh, consortia around cardiovascular medicine. We have an annual report. If you'd like to learn more, I would encourage you to go to our web website, lvg.virginia.edu, and read our annual report. Those go back for many, many years and tell much more detailed stories about some of the ideas and people that we've talked about today. And get involved. We really would love for you to come and visit. We would love for you to sign up for our newsletter. And more importantly, join our network. The single largest differentiator for the University of Virginia in innovation and entrepreneurship is our alumni, friends, and family network. There is not a day that goes by in my work that I don't reach out to some alumni, friends, and family member to ask for help or to ask for their knowledge, in-depth knowledge, in any specific domain. You can imagine we receive 200 invention disclosures. I don't know the details of all of those things. But there are people in UVA's alumni, friends, and family network that are venture capitalists, that are patent attorneys, that work for Medtronic, that have entrepreneurial experiences. And we really want to leverage that network. And in the event that we figure out how to fully leverage that network, I believe we're completely unstoppable on, on commercialization. So thank you very much. I, I tried to hustle through. If there's time for questions, I'm happy to take any. Two questions. All right, there's one in the back. Yes. Very good question. Um, I didn't plant it, thank you. But, but, but let's talk about that. Um, not yet, but it's in the discussion right now. We're trying to create a sidecar fund where you can go alongside the seed fund, or we could create a passive philanthropic vehicle for alumni investments. Yes. All right, let's talk after this. Don't get out of here. Are there any other questions? Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. <laughs>